Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow DDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside right here at the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And, you know, we like to make this fantastical, these wild intros about how I climb up the, to the top of the roof and blast my lightning bolts across the sky into the mountains of Ontario and, and release our, uh, our, our favorite Canadian quote master onto the world. But Crystal is laid up in bed right now, and usually this makes her giggle. So I'm going to have a very calm and somber intro about how I walk slowly up to the top of the roof. I climb slowly up that tower, and I drizzle a little bit of electricity across the Canadian sky because we don't want to get things too worked up and laying there uh, fresh off of surgery. She's alive. Our one and only co-host, the one, the only, the Canadian quote master herself, Crystal Stewart. Welcome back. How are you? Um, I'm a little sore, but I'm okay. I'm a trooper. I'm here. So, you know, too well, legit to quit. Um, I'll try to do as much of the uh, the work as, as I can for you tonight, and uh, I'll try to let you kind of lay back and, and keep it easy and, and chime in whenever you want, but I know you're a trooper for being here, and I know you're you're pretty sore right now, and if Crystal's family's there, make sure you listen for her little dingle bell if she needs, like, a tea or water <laughs> or something like that, because uh, I know you've been through a rough week, but I'm just glad to see you uh, outside on the other end of the surgery, and I'm very happy and grateful that you're here with me today because this show would go to hell so quickly <laughs> if you were gone. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're with us. And well, um, I don't know if you're up for it. I usually have you introduce our guest. Uh, if you could just do a quick intro, that's fine. If you need me to do it, I can cover it. But no, I, I know you it. worked hard. And you found a great uh, Warrior of the Week this week in the DDPY community, and I would love for you to introduce our guest to the show tonight. Sure, absolutely. So I, okay, I might have been hopped up on something, but that being said, I got a surprise for you, Mike. I brought you another Canadian. Aren't you lucky? (laughs) I'm so happy. And Aaron is only about, I don't know, 45 minutes away from me. So if you don't behave yourself, I'm pretty sure that her and I can tag team and make your life miserable. So 
This week, um, my friend, um, Aaron Greatrix, is the word of the week, and I'm so excited to have her on. There's just something to be said about being in a situation and working your way out of it. Um, You find out what you're made of, and I can't wait for everybody to hear her story. So please welcome my friend Aaron to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here and feel a little bit better. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know about feeling better, but I'm here. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Erin, for uh, for coming on. And it's the Canadian Invasion, DDP Radio, so we're glad to have you. And uh, we always like to start off our show with one simple question. And what is your origin story? Every superhero needs an origin story. Every warrior of the week needs an origin story. What got you here to the point where you made that jump and uh, decided to try out GDPY and, and make that effort to uh, to try this thing out? Yeah, well, I started off as shy, not wanting to look in the mirror, not feeling so good about myself, Aaron. And in the last nine months, I've become the warrior queen. So... Uh, I started off as a, a very overweight child. Um, it just was something that didn't seem to matter what we did. My mom took me to a nutritionist that didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. Uh, and in my 20s, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is an endocrine disease. It piles the weight yeah. on. You get depression. You get anxiety. You get brain fog. A lot of girls get infertility. So it's just it's a nasty. I'm one of these constant pain girls, and you just you live with it. Uh, So after getting that diagnosis, I was put on the proper medication and I was exercising rather vigorously, like a couple hours a day, seven days a week, because I don't do anything halfway. (laughs) We know this now. Um, And and watching what I'm eating and and eating very clean, and I dropped quite a bit of weight. Uh, And then uh, roll on 2018, uh, I was driving to work and uh, sideswiped by a Peterbilt on the 401 highway in Toronto. So this is one of those tow trucks that tows tow trucks. This thing's ginormous. Uh, I couldn't roll over in bed for about four months. I lost the feeling in my left leg. I have a flash. I have middle back damage. I have low back damage. Just not fun. Uh, so I did manage to sort of putter around, but I found my mobility getting worse and worse. Once the leg had healed up and I could walk again, uh, the mobility was getting worse and worse. I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't work out. You'd start feeling a little bit better, and you'd think, okay, well, I can go walk on the treadmill, and you try it, and you know, your back pinches out, and you're, you know, you're out of the game again. So the depression, of course, sits in, and every pound that goes back on is like a knife in your heart uh, until I reached a pinnacle of uh, about 240 pounds uh, around the COVID mark, and I knew I knew something had to change. I have an open-concept house, and trying to get down the stairs to what is my living room took forever to the point that I just stopped trying. I put a big TV in my room instead and just walked from my desk to my bed and my bed to my desk, and I thought that was going to be my lot in life. Uh, that Christmas, Christmas of 2020, um, I was gifted the DVDs, the, um, the full set too, the big one with the poster and the book. And I thought, oh man, this is amazing. And then I saw that there was a free trial for the app. And then I felt really, really bad that they spend all the money on those DVDs because I got the app immediately. But uh, we found a home for those. So you know, we've got another DVP wire amongst us. Um, 
Yeah, why not, right? Sharon's sharing, right? you know, their hooks now too, of course. So they're getting the app, and that's how it rolls. I don't mind sharing if that's what it uh, what it leads out to. But you know, since I started, uh, I went on the uh, the recommended eating plan. I dropped the gluten and uh, dairy, cow dairy specifically. I'll still eat goat cheese every once in a while. Um, but there's something in that dairy that doesn't play nice with my disease that I didn't know. So PCOS and there's a, a hormone in it that they don't play nice. And man, I tell you, between that and the exercise program, I started dropping a lot of weight. I'm down 40 pounds now altogether. I'm hoping to do maybe another 25. I'm in my victory lap now, I think, at this point. And uh, my mobility is unbelievable. Yeah, going from not being able to go up and down the stairs to holding a 10-minute plank or spearheading a sally up wow. challenge or, you know... <laughs> It's uh, really progressed a lot in a very short amount of time, just with dedication. I haven't missed a single day. I started December 29th of 2020, and I haven't missed one single day despite a second car crash. I was hit again in February uh, from behind. I was rear-ended at a stoplight. Uh, So, you know, I thought for sure I was going to lose my mobility there. And luckily, I strengthened my body enough that I was on the mat the next day. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, that's, you know, those are the kind of stories that like I, you know, before I came into the DDPY world, like 11, 12 years ago, whenever it was, those are the kind of stories that I'd see on an infomercial and then assume they're just a bunch of BS because they just seem so incredible. But here I've seen so many people have like similar transformations that, you know, it, it makes the, you know, any other time the skeptic in me would have said, that's not possible. You couldn't walk up and downstairs and now you're doing planks, but it's incredible. It's incredible what's possible. Um, with all of this, and congratulations, that's that's such a huge accomplishment. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I know some military guys that can't hold it that long, so that's kind of a feather in my cap. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. You know, my, my favorite stories, you know, DDP, you know, during the Iraq war would go over um, to the to the bases over there and work with a bunch of, like, the military guys and do DDPY in its infancies. And I've met a bunch of those people who come to DDP signings or whenever I'm like with him, people will show up and say, hey, I, I saw you when you came to my base or whatever. And all of those guys were just laughing at his face for the yoga, you know, the yoga part of DDPY and kind of oh, just yeah. like, you know, you know, you know how those guys, you know, it can rip you or give you guys some hell. But he was making fun of DDPY and he DDP watched every single one of those guys drop to the floor sweating and just, and it's funny how humbling <laughs> this program that the workout is. Um, and it's a specific kind of, of workout, too, because we've got people who have been doing this for a while that are 300, 400 pounds that can outwork like a fit, you know, military guy just because of the workout and how specific it is. Um, people mm-hmm. underestimate the the, the skill set. Yeah. Well, and it's dedication, right? The more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Absolutely. So if you keep doing the easier ones over and over, as much as that's a comfort zone. You've, you need to push out of that comfort zone in order to get stronger. If your muscles learn that and you get muscle memory, you're not going to develop any further. Well, very very well said. And hmm. which is part, you know, one of the proof in the pudding for DDPY is, you know, some workouts, you know, you do a workout and you really don't necessarily see your progress. You know, when I first started doing DDPY, I do 20 minutes, you know, modified. And every single day I notice there's something I can do now either better or I couldn't do yesterday. And that kind of progress is really motivating. I don't know if you found similar, uh, you know, drive in seeing the day-to-day changes of I could do this today, I couldn't do it yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, even something as simple as doing the lunges, when you 
first start, you know, you need to make sure that your knee's over your ankle and, you know, you can see your toes peeking out over, over top and you have to keep adjusting yourself back. Just something as simple as not having to adjust yourself back quite so much and being able to lunge deeper and think really nothing of it. You're too busy doing the DR stuff to worry about your legs screaming because they're not really that screaming anymore. That's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to... No, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was just I, thinking. I got so, you. No, I, I just, did you happen to change your eating a whole lot in the beginning, Erin? Uh, yeah, so when I cut out the, the dairy and the gluten, gluten. I noticed a, a difference there. Um, and because, to, here's the caveat, I'm allergic to rice and potato. So potato oh. especially because it's a I'm like DDP nightshade. Some of them don't affect me as badly, but potato is pretty much toxic to me at this point. Um, so most of the gluten-free products have either rice flour or potato starch in it. So right. it kind of makes uh, options a little bit more limited. So I find that I go to either gluten-free out if I need something carb-wise or just meat and veg. Uh, I do track wow. my calorie count too. So I try and keep it under um, between 13 and 1400 calories. And I, I track that meticulously. Um, and I actually haven't gone over once since I went over New Year's Eve, to be honest, but even that, not by that much. Uh, and since then I haven't gone over my calorie allotment once. It's, it's really a lot of dedication. I'm, uh, no, I don't do anything halfway. Like I said, <laughs> um, oh, did it. you ever think that you would be that person? No, not a chance. No, not a thing. I used to, before um, uh, before COVID, I used to do a lot of dinner parties. I've never really eaten a lot of junk food. Like, I'm not, I haven't had McDonald's in probably 30 years. It's just, it, it doesn't right. smell like food to me. Um, right. But I ate richly. Like, I like wine and cheese nights. I would do yeah. those, you know, I'd make a charcuterie board. I'd have company over for dinner, and I'd have, like, a nice dinner. And it's beautiful, but when you're doing that a couple of times a week sometimes, um, it, it piles a pound on. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, for sure. So so cutting that stuff back, I don't really do that much anymore. I never really had a drinking problem, but, you know, when you're having a wine and cheese night a couple of nights a week, you tend to have a glass or two every time. And uh, not really so much with that anymore. I think I've had maybe three or four since... I started because you're drinking your calories. Yep. Yep. And they're empty. <laughs> well, and this is it. Yep. So anybody that's out there that's struggling, you know, maybe that's an angle that you can take is that, you know, why don't you have sparkling water? I like the bubblies and stuff every once in a while. But yep. uh, yeah, usually just water out of the fridge is good. Right. That's, you know, that's especially, you know, uh, with the drinking and stuff too, I've never been a big drinker. That just hasn't been my deal. Like, but I got into a position a couple of years ago where I was working for a radio company that a lot of my job it had to be social. You had to go out with clients or you had to go out and do stuff and you'd always have to have a drink in front of you and food in front of you. And I've never packed mm-hmm. on, uh, I've never packed on more weight than I have when I started having to drink regularly with clients and stuff, that stuff will balloon you up so quickly. And I'm thinking to myself, if yeah. I'm going to gain all this weight, it's not going to be from booze. I'm at least going to eat something delicious because I just wasn't yeah. into it. But yeah, that stuff can, can tack on you really quickly, especially when you said you're doing it a couple nights a week and you don't realize it because it's just appetizers and drinks. It's not like a feast or it's like a cheese and crackers, but that stuff 
yeah. you know, real quickly, we'll, you know, I, I kind of wanted to uh, ask you about this because you mentioned you were you know, overweight as a child, and, and I was too. And I was thinking about this recently. My mom was really, really tried to help when I was younger. She tried to, like, get me to eat better and stuff. And I'm thinking to it nowadays uh, how you kind of handle a lot of that stuff now because, you know, self-esteem in children is so crucial. You know, you, you don't want them to feel different or fat. You know, there's all kinds of, like, you know, social and ramifications for that, but also – you don't want your kid to be unhealthy and navigating that space between, you know, fracturing their psyche and getting them physically healthy is a difficult space. And I realized how hard my mom tried when I was younger and it was very hard for me to like kind of listen. And I didn't know how you dealt with that when you were younger, gaining weight or being overweight. And was there like a mental and physical trade-off for, you know, trying to get healthy? Uh, yes, no. So, you know, my, uh, mom's side of the family, uh, a lot of them were not huge, but they were bigger built. They were a little on the larger side. My mom was too, or, or is, or was, she did keto anyway. Um, yeah, so when I was mid-public school, I would say, I was brought to a nutritionist uh, to see what the heck was wrong with me. And she went over and, you know, you should be eating this and you should be eating this and you should be eating this. And I would nod and smile because I knew I should be eating all those things, but at eight or ten years old, I'm not the one that buys the groceries. Right. That was a real challenge and, you know, when you're you're told that you're doing the bad thing, you're doing the wrong thing, but there's not really a lot you can do to control it. I swore when I had my daughters that that's not something that, you know, is going to play a factor. I'm going to lead by example. So, and that's kind of how I've, I've gone with it. You know, you can, for school snacks and stuff, yeah, you can have a snack like your friends do, but you can also have a healthy snack. You can't have two unhealthy snacks. And, you know, they see, they see me working out. So one of them's got a yoga mat. I've had one do DDPY a couple of, a couple of times with me, but they're, they're very supportive with that and they see me working. So they, uh, they do quite well as far as making healthy choices and, and trying to get some exercise. My, my daughters are both big volleyball fans, so. Uh, you know, you'll see them out on the court. I mean, I think that's really important, right? I think it's really important to understand that, you know, you're not just born and you're just going to be the healthiest person ever. Some people have to work really hard at it. And I find, so my kids came up with (laughs) a nickname for me, um, when they were growing up, and I was um, the food cop, right? Oh. This was my mom, the food cop. Um, but even now, it, it's very interesting because I have helped them not be afraid to pick up a frying pan and learn learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Well, it really is. Both of my girls can cook, thankfully. Um, when I, you know, before I got pulled off the road with the COVID, I was out quite a bit. And uh, nine times out of ten, I'm coming home to, to hot dinner on the table. So, and, and I'm not awesome. talking about like spaghetti or you know this typical kid stuff. I'm talking about like roast chicken with broccoli and you know potatoes for them. And I don't generally eat a starch with my dinner. I just do the meat and veg. But um, yeah, they'll make a full meal. I don't have to worry about them just, you know, slugging off chicken nuggets and pizzas and fries and all the typical teenager stuff. I make sure that the house is stocked and they're they're good cooks. And I mean that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. 
Right. So you've got to yeah. set them up There's, for success, right? They'll be on their own at right. some point, right. and they need because to know these things. There is you, a and you'd be surprised. That it, sorry, sorry Mike, go ahead. Here. No, no, go ahead. No, Michelle. go ahead. No, I, I was insist. just going to say, there's, there seems to be a default that a teenager <laughs> requires a junky diet, and yes. that's not the case. That's not the case. Yeah, you'd be surprised too how um, how many kids nowadays don't have that tool in their belt uh, in their tool belt. Like a lot of people don't know what to do if there's not takeout or anything anymore. And that's awesome that you're you're kind of setting that example early too, because like you said, you you had family that was overweight, so those genetics are always going to be there. And if they know how to manage them at an early age, they can be healthy and have a you know. Uh, it's something less to, uh, you know, have to fight against because I've overweight family and stuff. And one of my least uh, most stressful things in my life is realizing that the second I start slagging off on my diet, my weight comes back like that. And it's something that I didn't learn until I was got way older. Um, And if I had those tools when I was young to kind of know what I'm talking about with health and diet and exercise and have such a great example set for me, I'm not sure I would have struggled so much with my adult life. And I think it's something that's really under taught to a lot of young kids nowadays is the effects of nutrition and health on their life and being able to manage that not under a microscope from their parents, but by themselves in a healthy way too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, you know, growing up and not being, I like to call it genetically gifted. You know, I don't look like one of those Instagram models or any of that sort of stuff. Um, knowing that we need to, you know, maintain ourselves and look a certain way and work a little bit harder than some of the other girls out there. Um, you know, as a younger girl, it was it was very difficult to deal with. It was hard on the mental health and wanting to fit in and wanting to look like everybody else. I love looking like me. Nobody looks like me. You know, and that's something that I've tried to instill in those girls, too, is that, no, we might not look like Instagram models, but nobody looks like us. Right. And I think that's hugely important, Erin. So I always try and tell our little ones that you were born to not fit in. You were born to stand out. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you bet. I I don't necessarily relate because I do look like an Instagram model, but... (laughs) Well, no. you know, <laughs> no, oh, God, no but yeah. <laughs> I, I do think now more than ever that like the younger generation ha- has a little bit more empathy and that, you know, weight and health is, is kind of more health related than it is like physical, which I think is important too, because no matter who you are, the physicality like will fade. And I think being a health, healthy person is it's it's more embraced now. You know, there's a lot of people talking about health instead of just the beauty and standards and all that stuff, which is yeah. I think is important because I can't imagine coming up in an age of social media when I was younger, the, all the self-doubt uh, and uh, just issues that I had with my own self. I can't imagine doing that now. And I think that a lot of kids are more empathetic and there's a lot more information out there. So I think people are genuinely you know, in it for the health more than they are a lot of the physical stuff, at least from my perspective, but I'm a hundred years old, so I don't know what's <laughs> popular topical anymore. Right. Well, well, I can't really say anything because <laughs> I feel a hundred years old. So go ahead. Literally <laughs> me. Yeah. 
But to your point about the athleticism, like when I was going to the gym every day, you know, prior to the car accident, I'm lifting weights and I'm, you know, I'm pushing stuff around and and doing a little bit of CrossFit and and kickboxing and all that fun stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, this is all really high impact. How the hell am I going to do this when I'm 60? I'm just going to end up piling all the weight on when I'm 60. Now, knowing what I know now, and obviously DDP's in his 60s and still able to maintain this, it kind of gives me hope that, hey, maybe I'm not going to gain all this weight back when I'm a senior. Oh, you know, I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's one of the biggest, you know, advantages of the program is the no impact. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I tried to lose weight a couple of times before and you'd go to the gym and your body, you'd have to take two days off just to recover and having a workout that's a restorative workout and just being around here for so long and, you know, knowing, you know, Ted, who's in his seventies, maybe eighties now, and there's, yeah. you know, all those people in the DDPY program that are at advanced age that are doing the same workout as I am. It really gives you yeah. hope to think that there's youthfulness in life as you get older, because, you know, the, the standard that everyone sees on TV or movies or whatever is you sit in a recliner and just wait to die. But now I think more <laughs> than ever, people are living like really active lives well into their advanced ages. Yeah. Well, and you don't realize how, how difficult on the body some of this stuff is because that's all you've ever known until you stop doing it, do something that's low impact and then go back. I recently went back to kickboxing once a week because I just, I like hitting things without getting in trouble, you know? That's how it goes. But <laughs> I, I had a, a leg day, right? I had post-leg day. So anybody that's ever lifted weights or, or done anything like that, yep. you know, two days afterwards, going up and down the stairs is hard. For us girls having to use the loo, that's hard. You know, trying to, to get up and down. I'm like, oh, my God. I haven't, I've worked my legs to the point that my quads pop and my calves are square but and had zero post-leg day pain with DDPY. Whereas I went back to kickboxing, and boy, let me tell you, for the next two days, I could feel that. Lactic acid. Yes. That's all. It is. And and what what kind of workout do you want to do that for every couple days for the rest of your life you're not going to be able to stand up? You know, as you get older, you know, I was, I was, I drove DDP to a bunch of TV things a couple years ago. We were driving and it was in the winter up in New England and he slips on some ice on some stairs and he kind of twisted weird and kind of landed weird. And a lot of those injuries aren't from like falling off of like big buildings. It's from taking a wrong step or landing wrong or whatever. And he kind of just jarred his knee a little bit. And he had said, he said, man, if I hadn't have so much like strength in my knees or those, you know, supporting, you know, uh, ligaments and stuff, I would have torn my knee up. But just being doing DDPY, you're strengthening muscles that you're not used to being working out in a regular gym setting. And those stabilizing muscles will save you from a lot of those injuries that are prevalent yeah. when you get older, those tears and and damage. And I think that's so important. I wish I could tell anyone to, you know, getting older, at least do something in the stretching or yoga or DDPY uh, forum, because it really is, it's a life change. It's a lifesaver. It's funny that you say that. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen my um, posts in the Unstoppable Challenge group, but I actually had a bit of a spill the other day. I I wiped out on some, some loose gravel and took a good number out of my hands, all black and blue, and took a good number out of my knee. And I got up and went, oh, crap, i got to clean the blood off. And then realized I just stood up and went, oh, crap, i just got to clean the blood off. I stood up 
I couldn't walk for a couple of years, pretty much. And I, I got up after wow. a fall and thought, wow, that would have been catastrophic this time last year. Wow. So still healing yeah, up. I had to modify a little bit this morning on my workout for, for down dog and stuff. But, uh, you know, you push through. Yeah, it's, uh, it's right. unbelievable. Yeah. Because one, there's no snow yet. And two, <laughs> right? It's it's not easy to rebound from you know an injury or a fall or it's not always easy. I mean, you can really hurt yourself. So yeah. the fact that you just got up and just means that you know whatever you're doing um, is working for your body, and that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thank my stars because I couldn't even imagine. I was, you know, on a walking path. So, you know, having to get back to the car by myself if I wasn't strong enough to do this, I think I'd probably still be laying there like a turtle on my back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's, that's a huge deal. That's, that's, that's really amazing. Like you said, last year at this time, it would have been a huge, different situation. That's That's oh, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you've you've come this far. You've lost uh, 40 pounds. You're feeling healthier. You're feeling stronger. Is there anything in your future, any goals you're setting for yourself that you'd like to achieve? Maybe not in a time frame or anything like that, but anything coming on the horizon you'd like to see yourself doing, a position, a goal, uh, achieve something non-scale or otherwise? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. Like, I'd like to lose another 20, 25 pounds-ish. Wouldn't mind, like, getting the, you know, the nip and tuck afterwards and make sure everything's where it should be that would be quite nice um my other goal i don't know if we're going to hit it now because it's only a couple of weeks away but i was doing this whole sexy by halloween or die trying thing we'll see how that works i'll put a costume on it'll be fine uh, <laughs> uh and then further out who knows maybe i'll i'll be a, a, a trainer why not Ooh, oh, that'd be awesome that's awesome yeah and uh I'll give you a review. I just bought myself a uh, a, a sexy Ninja Turtles costume for myself. For <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that, no, that's awesome. So kids have seen, obviously, a, a huge change in the past couple of years. How impressed are they with all the hard work you've put in to changing your life and your circumstances? Yeah, well, they're they're always cheering me on. They've kind of taken on my, my moniker a little bit and, my my eldest likes to call me Warrior Queen every once in a while. It's kind of sweet, but uh, it, it's really nice having them in my corner and to support me through all of this. And I really do actually like when they come in and hit the mat with me. So we're hoping that that might be a you know a lifelong thing. We'll see how that goes. That's it's really special when you have family in your corner too, who's willing to do it with you because it just it's such a huge huge uh, support system. I've known so yeah. a lot of people who's you know, their spouse or their kids haven't they haven't been on board or, you know, don't want to get involved. And sometimes, you know, even if they're supportive, it's kind of a little more difficult than when somebody's willing to just, hey, I'll jump on there with you. If you're having a rough day, I'll hop on the mat with you, too. It's it's a game changer yeah. when it comes to the support. So yeah, it's that, not all the time, awesome. to be fair, but it does happen from time to time. <laughs> well, they're but, open yeah. to it, and I think that's really cool. They're open you know? to it, Yeah. And yeah, well, they're and teenagers, guys, so it's right? uncool anyways. <laughs> well, you know, because I tell them, and I tell a lot of people that ask. I even have my, my chiropractor's husband now doing DDPY. Just, <laughs> it's manly. There's no, 
Yeah, you know, they have they have cool names like Broken Table and Broken Airplane. That's not girly at all. So, uh, you know, that's that's been kind of a, a nice feature too. Um, and I, I, I tell people it's not just yoga, right? Like you're doing dynamic resistance, you're doing some strength training with your body weight, you're doing uh, recovery movements. Yoga is part of it. Cool. But it's not what you're used to. That's not what you see. And I find that a lot of people who sort of chuckle when you tell them that you're doing yoga stop chuckling when they see the stuff that you're doing and when you can show them what your biceps look like. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Right? There's so many yeah. people that get humbled. They hear the word yoga and they go into it with a cocky attitude and then quickly are humbled. And it's always funny to see because it's unexpected. Like, when I first yeah. walked in, I you know, I wasn't in any shape to do a lot of stuff, but I'm like <laughs> – I can't like do a huge workout, but I can fold forward. I mean, I can at least do that. And it's, it's deceptive. The word yoga, people go into it with a mindset and man, they walk out of it with a whole different mindset. Oh yeah. Give them red hot core 2.0 and tell them to have a nice day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is, yeah, it is a different world. When I, when I first started, you know, I started back in 2011 when I first started doing DDPY and, you know, I go into locker rooms with DDP back then and some of the wrestlers would just laugh in your face, snicker, like laugh, because the word yoga had some connotations. And now you go into a wrestling, you know, locker room or any other locker room and more than half the guys are all doing his workout. So it's funny to see how quickly uh, the the public has embraced the door DDPY or DDPY yoga, because before it would get snickers and, and it's a different place nowadays. Well, the smarty pants in me, you know, I watch wrestling. I grew up with that. My dad used to watch it with me and whatnot. Uh, and so watching Raw and SmackDown, it's funny how many of these guys have a man bun now. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they really shouldn't be making right. of, of <laughs> such a you know, strengthening program. I, I'm not going to make fun of the man bun because I don't have enough on top <laughs> to make fun of anybody. I'm just jealous of anyone who can grow enough hair to put it in a bun at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say that to Roman Reigns' face or not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. That man's got lovely hair. I'm quite jealous. <laughs> uh, I was I was, I was, was chatting with Garrett. He was texting me a couple nights ago, and there's that guy on AEW, uh, Jungle Boy. He's, he's um, what's his name, yep. kid? Uh, I can't think of his name. Luke Perry's kid. And Garrett oh, was yeah. talking about him. He's like, oh, he's so good. And I'm like, I, I hate that kid. And he's like, why? He's like, and I said, full disclosure, I'm just jealous of how much hair he has. But I guess he's all right, but I hate him either, either way. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, no, that's that, that's cool. Um, just just Jungle Boy, if you're listening and you ever decide to cut your hair off, just ship it my way. I can do something with it. Get some glue or staples or whatever. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Back, back on track. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, you know, we were saying that, you know, it's, it's changed the perception. And, you know, I always say that sometimes people will look at you sideways, but the best way to turn people on to DDPY is doing it and being successful. Because if you know somebody who's doing it, you walk or you're around them, you see that glow of like, you know, the, the losing weight, feeling better, moving better. There's a certain energy that radiates off of somebody who's, who's really just crushing it. And eventually people will be like, hey, what are you doing? And when you see somebody doing that well, you're going to want to try it because they're doing well at it. And I think that's one of the biggest selling points of DDPY. Not so much pushing it or infomercials or commercials is 
other people you know doing it and being successful doing it. Like you mentioned. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he even has to pay to advertise anymore. He's got all of us. You know, I have my 100,000-point shirt, and I'm actually eligible for the next one. But, you know, um, you know, we're walking billboards for him now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With the word sure. of mouth and, and, you know, how well he treats us, I think he's good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, those before and after pictures, you know, there's so many walking before and after pictures. You know, you, you yeah. see these billboards on the screen, and it's like this fitness model next to this, like, way not fitness model. It's before and after. It's like, how do I know? But when you see your mom or your friend or your wife or your wife's friend or whatever, walking into a room, a different, completely changed person than they were before. That's real life. That's tangible. That's a, you know, uh, just a, a show right in front of you. You can see the changes in people. Yeah. Well, even your skin changes, you know, not just the yeah. glow, but just, you know, the texture of your skin changes, the color of your eyes change. Uh, I noticed looking at some people's transformation photos, their before and after, you can see their eyes. Have you yeah. have you noticed this? Like their eyes are open wider and they're they're gleaming and you know they just, you have that point. picture of health. Uh, I've never really, I've never really like um, uh, articulated that before, but it's it's definitely something that I've noticed for a while, and that's a great point. And I never really thought to bring it up like that. It is. You can see oh, so many people in the before pictures have like a sadness or a hollowness in their eyes and. You know, when you're feeling better, your your spirit feels better, your 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 mind feels better, everything feels better, and you can definitely see that radiating in almost all of the before and after pictures I've seen, if I think about it. Yeah, well, I, I get a little reminder every once in a while, because um, when you go onto the app and you see the listing for the list, um, I, I get a little cameo at the beginning of that, and man, my eyes look sad, my face looks sad, my heart looks heavy, and it's a fairly drastic change now. You know, I've improved my my relationship. I've improved my overall health. I've uh, you know improved life in general, and I'm just feeling better. And you know, all of the guys. There's there's a couple of girls and a couple of guys in the beginning of that list. And looking at them then, and looking at them now, they're very different human beings. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. That's, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean. Were you aware that you were that sad, Erin? Um, I had some pretty severe depression. I didn't like looking yeah. at myself. I knew I'd put a lot of weight on and didn't think there was anything I was going to be able to do about it because, you know, you keep trying to go to the gym and it's not working because you're in too much pain and then you're on your back for a couple of weeks. Um, so I thought that was that was my lot in life. And then, again, you know, I wasn't in a very good relationship, so that that didn't work out very well, but... You know, life has drastically improved and, uh, you know, you just, you keep going forward. And now that I've got that forward moving momentum, that train going, right? Yeah, absolutely. So my question is, um, did you really, uh, see, it's really weird. When you realized how bad you felt, did you realize how bad you felt when you, so there was a question someone asked me a long time ago. And it was, did you realize how bad you actually felt when you started to feel good? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's times where I'll look in the mirror and not realize that's who I am. And granted, it's only 40 pounds and people have lost significantly more than me. But it's enough that it's noticeable and, and I stand taller and my shoulders are back and my, you know, my head's up. And I feel like, you know, if I ran into somebody that I knew that saw me before I put all the weight back on, I wouldn't be embarrassed. 
because that was a big deal. I hated going out. I hated Zoom calls. It actually started affecting my work life because I, I work for a, a big appliance company. I'm an account manager. And so I'm in Zoom calls constantly. And it affected my work life because I could see myself in the little corner in the screen. And it was so upsetting and so distracting, I couldn't focus on what they were saying. So, you know, even my work life has improved just for having improved the rest of me. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you, you really it's, you really hit a pit, and it's not until you pull yourself out of that pit. And honestly, if it wasn't for the community to help pull me out of that pit, you know, keeping me going, keeping me charged up, who knows how fast I would have clawed my way out. I, I find the, the group absolutely invaluable. I've, I've gotten family out of the deal, you know. So yeah, having the- that support is huge. It's an amazing transition when you go from making yourself a priority um, from an option. Yeah. Yeah, well put. Yeah. It's a quote that's on the wall in the dungeon. And when you go in, it's there. And it said, are you a priority today or are you an option? I like that. That might go up on my wall. Yeah, there we go. See, it must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> right, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that's I think that's beautiful, and you know, I think that when we start feeling bad about ourselves, when we 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 gain weight and all of that stuff, you know, our first instinct is to hide. And I speak on you know my personal too. You know, uh, my my photos get cropped higher. I try to disappear from friends in public situations, and that just compounds the problem. And you know, I think of of how I was when during my lowest point, and, and hearing you talk about that, it's very familiar to me. And it's crazy to think where you are now because you, a matter of circumstances got you to the point where you tried the DDPY workout, you got full, you were successful at it. You know, you've changed your life, and you know there's a good chance if we stayed where we were that things were going to get really dark and a lot darker and a lot worse. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that you've pulled yourself out of that. And, you know, all those people helped and stuff, but that took a hell of a lot of work on your end to finally just, you know, push through and to make those changes in your life. And that's commendable. Congratulations. Well, thank you. A lot of it is just stubbornness because, you know, Canadian. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, right. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. I think at this point, I'm too far to fail. My my thought process is, you know, I I didn't get any further by not doing anything. So if I stop, how much further am I going to get? Right. No. Yeah. No, and I, that's it's such a great point. And, and people often will tell you like the past is gone. You know, don't forget forget about the past. Don't. There's nothing there for you. And and I think your past is very valuable in you staying on track because you've seen how bad things can get. You have a roadmap of everything horrible that happened. You've got, you know, the rear view mirror I think is also can be a tool to propel you forward. And mm-hmm. I've made a lot of mistakes that I don't want to go back to. And it seems like you've had a lot of, you know, uh, heartache and, and, and trouble in, in, in your past with a lot of different things. And I think that's a beautiful thing to keep in your rear view mirror to keep you motivated on, you know, pushing forward. Yep. Yeah. I know what I don't want. So now let's do what I do want. And, and you Ooh, seem to be very clear of, 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 the, <laughs> of where you want to go and what is yeah. moving you forward. I think that's having a clear uh, directive, something you want to push towards is 
is important. And I think that uh, clear skies ahead. Yeah. Well, you have to have a goal, right? So I I noticed that a lot of people that I had started the, the challenge group with, you know, we all did our SmackDown list. I actually am going to put a challenge out to anybody that's listening to update your SmackDown challenge sheet. I bet you it's been a good long time since you've even looked at it. I think it's time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I updated yeah. mine not that long ago. And, boy, you know, you, you've hit your goals or you've come close to your goals or those sorts of things. But what's next? You know, it's it's, it's time to move to the next goal. How are you going to update that? You know, what's working, what's not working? If you reevaluate, it's going to make life a little bit easier, isn't it? So I had this conversation, Erin, with someone about the SmackDown goals, and they said to me, what do you do when you don't know where you're going? And I said, you know, there's got to be some magic in the mess at some point. So, Mm -hmm. right, you can't always know where you're going, but you can guess how you're, you want to feel or where you want to be or what you want to be doing. So concentrate on that. Is that what you Mm -hmm. do as well? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you think of it as a certainty, it's, it can't not happen. It's got to happen. I'm working for it. Uh, Then you know that it's got to be a certainty. And then as DDP says, you know, if you you don't just think it, ink it. Right. And I, I find that to be true. I've got my goals written up at my desk at work and that's pinned up and I do try and alter those as as required once I hit things or you know as I get closer I'll get down and uh, uh, I I find that it's motivating I'm one of those people I'm not a list maker but if I do happen to make a list there's something just super satisfying about crossing that off you know yeah absolutely now I have another question um what is there anything that's ever gone on your list that you um, simply recognize as being too lofty? And what do you do uh, with it? Not really, because I try and do it in manageable chunks. If I said, oh, yeah, I want to lose, I'm 180 pounds now. If I said, oh, yeah, I want to lose another 30 pounds by Christmas, I'm at that finish line. There's no way without really drastically altering my lifestyle to a point that it's not sustainable that it's going to happen. Right. So, right. you know, I'd like to lose another, what's this, October? Yeah. Eight pounds maybe by the new year? That's fair. That's doable. That's Bite doable. Chunks. Yeah. Yep. That's doable. It, it, that's a great, it, you know, I love, a few weeks ago on the show, we were talking to somebody, I can't remember who it was, but we talked about being willing to reevaluate your goals. And yep. I think yep. that's such an awesome, an awesome thing. And some people think that, like, your goals have to be, permanent like you know what you know we always hear uh, my childhood dream I achieved my childhood or I didn't achieve my child if you have the same dream at 40 that you did at 12 and it's a little yeah. something <laughs> there's a little something suspect and I think there's something to be said for going along and evaluating your your goals or your dreams not just because you can't hit them because you're a different person you know you lose this weight you change your lifestyle you become a different person and I think that mm-hmm. your goals and your ambition changes along the way too and it's something that I think is has a lot of value in keeping in touch with yeah well and being realistic 
you know, you see some of these guys and they are losing a significant amount of weight in a very short amount of time. They're doing keto and they're working out very hard. And if that's what works for them, that's what works for them. I know myself personally, I couldn't keep up with that. I need to do something. No, I haven't lost quite as much, like I said, but I need to do something that's sustainable. What I'm doing right now, I can do for the rest of my life and not feel deprived or put out or, you know, I, I can go to friends' houses for dinner and eat things. You know, I can go out to a restaurant and I can eat, you know, I'll have a chicken breast and some veggies or, you know, whatever. You don't have to eat crap when you go out, but it's sustainable. So being able to change your mindset in such a way that you're willing to be flexible with yourself uh, as far as, you know, what your end goal is, where your end date is going to be, uh, you're going to set yourself up for success. And, and that's the true hmm. success, the end, the, the long term. You know, how is this something, am I doing something today that I can do at 80 or 90 or whatever? There's been a lot of people who have had success with flash weight loss or flash, and sometimes they burn out, and sometimes they burn out because they've just put those expectations so high on themselves that it's not maintainable. And I think that is the true measure of success. It's something that I can do for a long period of time, and that's the, that's the secret sauce of the DDPY yeah. program. Now, to be fair, I don't generally back down for much of a challenge. As you guys have seen, I did the, um, I spearheaded that Sally Up challenge, uh, I guess, at the beginning of the new Positively Unstoppable uh, challenge group. So that had a really good turnout. Uh, and then got into this manic, ridiculous planking challenge. I don't know if you guys saw that. I ended up <laughs> topping out. I topped out in 10 minutes because I was just bloody determined to, to push that through and what a great time, but I tell you, you know, that's not something I could do every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, you mentioned beforehand that you were stubborn, and there's nothing <laughs> a stubborn person likes more than a challenge. So uh, yep. to prove people wrong and to push through. Yeah, that's right. A bit of a thumb to the nose sometimes, but, uh, you know, that's that's what makes it fun is, is just to have that, you know, um, Fun rivalry, a little bit of a camaraderie uh, with a little bit of a poke in the ribs. <laughs> well, a- absolutely. And, you know, doing it among people who you know are, who are on your side. There's so many people here rooting for so many people, and we give each other crap, and we're willing to just, you know, poke the bear a little bit. But at the end of the day, we're all just <laughs> kind of rooting for each other's success because we're all here for a reason, and we're all here to yep. just better ourselves. And I think it's beautiful, and I think what you're doing is beautiful, and uh, I think that uh, you're going to be a force for good in this community for a long for a long time. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, I certainly try. I, I like to try and be a little bit of a champion for people. I try and reach out to people that I see that, you know, are known in the community at any rate. If I don't know you, I can't help you, so reach out. <laughs> um, and just try and be a little bit of an advocate there if you guys need somebody to you know, um, send your workouts to or accountability. I've got lots of friends that I'm doing that with, and I find that it really helps everybody. Me too, because it keeps me accountable. Because, man, oh, man, if I missed a day at this point, there would be a foot somewhere uncomfortable. I've said it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, well, that's, that's, that's awesome, and that's that's a really cool story, and, and I'm glad to see things are going so well for you. And uh, I wish you continued success, and I hope you'll come back uh, sometime down the line and, and give us an update and let us know how our things are going and, and tell us that you Thanks. just nailed a few more uh, goals and such because it's a great story. Well, thank you. And, you know, talking about being able to, to reach out and, and help, um, I've actually been working on something uh, kind of behind the scenes 
that uh, just dropped today. We just dropped our teaser. Uh, I, I'd like to uh, let the community know we've now, uh, in collaboration with uh, myself, Justin Dobbins, Kaylin Kay, and Matt Schmidt, have just launched a new podcast called The Next 90%. So how we're going to... I'll, I'll let you guys look at the teaser. I'll let you look at the teaser. Look at our Facebook group, um, uh, and you'll see that in there. That's awesome. Oh, that, that's amazing. That's awesome. So the next 90%, and uh, is that uh, uh, iTunes, Facebook? What's what's the deal with that? Also, we can find it. Yeah, we're, we're kind of going a, a little everywhere. So there's a, a Facebook group. Uh, it'll be a, a YouTube channel. Uh, we have our website, uh, the next90percent.com, 90 is uh, numeric. Uh, if you want to check that out, we're just in our infancy, but I think this is going to help a lot of people. But, uh, you know, I'll, that, that's good for the spoiler. I'll let you guys check it out. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. well, we appreciate that. We definitely will check it out. And you guys, are gonna, once you get things uh, up and rolling and stuff like that, you guys will have to come on and talk to us about it. That's awesome. I love to hear people getting together and doing this kind of stuff because DDPY, the backbone of this program, was just people finding ways to get together and help other people. And I think that's really the bread and butter of this. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I'm so lucky to work with these folks. It's it's amazing. Well, congratulations and congratulations on all your success and I hope you'll come back to talk to us soon and I appreciate you and all you guys do for the community. Uh you seem to be out there uh just uh helping a lot of people and it's invaluable, especially times like this when there's a lot of just a lot of stress in people's lives. It's always awesome to have people that are willing to be there for people to reach out to when they really uh, just need it or struggling. And I know you've been that person. I know you've been that person for other people. So uh, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And we appreciate all you do around here. Thanks very much. Thanks, Aaron. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, I can't believe it. The hour flew by so quickly. And uh, was that what you guys, what you wanted to talk to as we were going on the air? You said you wanted a couple of minutes. Was that what we were referring to? Or do you, did I forget something? That was it. Yes, sir. Okay. I just wanted to make sure before I got off the air, because I'm known for Crystal saying, hey, we're supposed we're to do this. That's kind of my deal. <laughs> so, no, awesome. we appreciate that. That's awesome. I, I appreciate it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out and uh, having you guys back on here ASAP. So, um, yeah, hour flew by. Crystal, let's get us out of yeah. here with the quote of the week. And uh, I know you're, you're laid up. You're medicated. Your uh, yep. post-op surgery, and uh, I think I need something. I think you need something. I think we need something good to blast us in the next week, uh, a good quote to inspire the masses, and then I'm going to outshare a lot of this. Okay. So this week's quote is by Hugh Jackman, Go, go Wolverine. Um, unless you're willing to fail miserably in the pursuit of your dreams, you'll never make it. Oh, wow. Wicked. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm just, just real quick, I was thinking the other night, and this is, has to do with your quote, so I don't mean to, to, to just ramble on. Um, I was thinking about the other night, when I was younger and I didn't have anything, really, I've never been more willing to put myself out there than when I had nothing to lose. It's like, you know, that cornered animal thing. And sometimes, even though I'm happy and I have a marriage and I have a home and a job that I love – Sometimes there's there's something you missed about those parts when you had nothing left to lose because it's when you really can just, you know, put yourself out there in a way that you can't as you get older or you don't feel comfortable. And I think that quote really spoke to me in that way because I think that when your back's against the wall and you have nothing left to lose, 
you really are willing to just go for it. And I think there's something beautiful about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have this thing, and what started all of this is down in the dungeon there was a thing, and it said, always remember that sad is an emotion. It's not a lifestyle. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, thank you, Crystal. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, Aaron. We'll see you guys yeah, next thanks, week. Brand new episode of DDT Radio. I don't remember if we're off next week. I'm going to be traveling coming nope. soon, but I don't remember what day next week is. Uh, nope. So I, we will be back next week, and then the next week I'll be off. So we'll see you guys yeah. soon. Have a great uh, week, Crystal. Feel better. Rest up. Make sure you, you. you know, ring your bell, get some soup and tea, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron. We'll see you guys. See ya. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond oh. Cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.